Blog Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? I'm Beyonce, and you're listening to the world famous Hollywood and Friends on Hampton Blue Radio. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, what it do, what it do? It's your boy Hollywood, and you are now rocking with Hollywood and Friends. We're here every Sunday at 12 noon. Myself, Vanilla Music, and Miss Judy. Vanilla's actually uh, a part of a, a walk today, but he's going to be calling in a little bit later with the, the person who put together the walk, and we're going to um, be talking about what the walk is about and also a lot of the craziness that's going on in the world that led to the walk in the first place, so that'll be a little bit later on. Also, today we got great Scott. His name is Scott McKenzie. We're going to be talking to him about his latest venture. is a new app called Celebrity. Not Celebrity, but Celebrity. I feel like if you're an aspiring anything, rapper, singer, actor, entrepreneur, you want to open your own business, whatever you want to do, this is the guy you want to listen to, get some advice from, and find out how you can make money from the content, content you already posting online anyway. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, We're also going to be talking about, you know, what's hot in the blogs, the latest, what's going on. Um, The hip-hop honors happened this past week. We're going to talk about that. And who's feeling salty they wasn't invited to the party? Uh, Pokemon Go. I don't know how many of y'all playing it. I feel like I'm the only one not playing it. But is it a little deadly? I feel like some people just losing their minds out here. We're going to talk about that. Also, this new law that's going to make the body cam and dash cam footage with cops off limits to the public. A few other things. How Baby Future called Russell Wilson Papa. The internet went crazy over that. If at any point you guys want to chime in for anything we're talking about, you're welcome to just press 1 and we'll bring you on. You can speak your mind. Um, first things first. There's some breaking news. Oh, hold on real quick before we get into that. Later on as well, what blows mind. That's the part of the show where you basically say what gets under your skin, what irks your nerves, shit like that. But this breaking news out of um, Baton Rouge, uh, we know that's where Alton Sterling was murdered by police. Uh, He just had his funeral, I believe it was yesterday. But just now, there's reports that three cops were just killed and four others shot in Baton Rouge. Breaking news right now. I don't know what's what's going on. It's crazy. Witnesses say that a man dressed in black had his face covered and he was just shooting while walking between a convenience store and a car wash near Hammond Air Plaza. The police closed down the streets. And it's about to get real crazy out here, for real. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's keep this thing moving. Let's talk about... Um, the Hip Hop Honors. The Hip Hop Honors was this week. VH1, they haven't done it in about four years, I believe it was. Uh, but they honored Missy Elliott, Queen Latifah, um, Little Kim, Salt and Pepper, and Spinderella. They had Little Mama up there, uh, Tiana Taylor for the Little Kim tribute. A lot of people was uh, feeling some kind of way because Rich Homie Quan. Little Kim asked him to be a part of her set to rap, big, rap Biggie's verse on Get Money. Everybody know this song, Get Money. 
Uh, Rich Homie didn't know. <laughs> this guy, he um, was a lot of blank spaces in the verse. Little Kim realized it and she started chiming in to fill in the verse. But a lot of people was getting that rich. Some people called it career suicide. Rich even issued an apology after the fact because he was getting so much uh, backlash about it. I myself, I can't front. I was definitely one of the people. I was, I was more wondering why, why Rich? Nothing against Rich, but I'm like, there's so many New York artists. I'm like, was Fab not available? <laughs> like, there's so many New York artists, or just I was wondering why, why she chose uh, Rich. But apparently, they're good friends, and she apparently asked him last minute, and there was apparently technical difficulties. And all of this that caused him to forget the lyrics and fumble on or whatever. But after reading his apology, he basically was saying like he had no intentions to disrespect Biggie. There was some tech issues and all of this. He apologized, yada yada. It seems sincere. I I, I forgave him. I, I know I'm. We all make mistakes. I myself, I'll be doing my little one-two thing, and there's been plenty of times where I forgot my own lyrics, so I'm not going to um, completely, like, storm him like that. I mean, for the, the apology he gave, I definitely felt it was sincere, so I forgive him. I'm not sure if you guys are forgiving him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Queen Latifah did her thing up there. I actually didn't even get to see the full show just because... Um, doing a bunch of things wasn't even in the crib to see it and normally things like this are available online but i have i have yet been able to find it i've seen pieces and clips that vh1 posted but i have yet to see the full show um if any of you guys seen it got anything you want to say about it like i said you can press one at any time throughout the show and we'll bring you on for that uh two people that wasn't filling the show they was feeling like they should have been included and that is Foxy Brown and Angie Stone. Angie Stone had a rap group in the um, 70s, I believe it was. She was feeling like they should have been included in it. Foxy Brown, for obvious reasons, she, you know, she's a, she's a staple in hip-hop, female hip-hop. And that was the theme of the show. They were honoring female hip-hop. So she was feeling like, uh, is my phone not on? Like... Did I change my number? Y'all couldn't get in contact with me? I don't know. I was feeling like maybe they, they had a short window. They only was able to do four people, and they chose the four that they felt fit. I mean, of course, there could have there could have been more people. Um, there's, there's more than just those four people in female hip-hop, but I don't hear the other female artists being mad about it. They probably get it. They understand that, you know, Politics is is the reason why they chose those four. I mean, I wouldn't particularly feel salty about it. Now, if they had like ten of them up there, and then I was the only one left out, you know, that's a little different. I'd be like, Wait, hold on. But um, yeah, that's what's going on with the hip hop honors. Let's move on to Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. I mean, for everybody who is was a fan of the show, this is like a real life version of the show uh pikachu ash you're pretty much the ash catch in real life and it's 
joint with the Maps app. So if you live, no matter where you live, these Pokemon are popping up where you are in real time. So it's, I'm going to talk about the good, the bad, and the deadly of this game. The good part is, is getting people out the house. Like, people are not just stuck. Like how the PS4 will have you in the crib all day playing. This game actually gets you out. I've read plenty of stories where people said they took the long way home just because they wanted to catch more Pokemon. <laughs> and so it's getting people out and getting people active and all of that. So that's the good part about it. Um, the bad part about it is how, and the, also the reason why I'm not downloading it, a small part of me, like 5% of me, Considered downloading this app But People are kind of like Zombies out here now with this thing And after seeing these Footage and videos Of people Like rushing Into traffic and shit like that For this app I'm like yeah nah I'm good I'm not gonna be a part of that I'm already consumed enough already with my little Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I can't add another thing to have me and my face and my phone. For now, the the times when I would have had my phone in my pocket, I'm going to have it out trying to catch Pikachu. And if you haven't told the... I can't tell already. That's the only uh, Pokemon I, I know in my head right now. I'm clearly not that big of a fan. Pikachu is probably the only, and um, was Jigglypuff? Am I thinking, I'll probably think about something else. I feel like Jigglypuff was another one. Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know. Pikachu is the only one that I know, but um, there was this video I've seen yesterday. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A rare Pokemon popped up in Central Park. And when something pops up, people see it in the app so son it was like I don't even know how many people at least a hundred people out there literally running across the street going into Central Park because of this rare Pokemon that popped up and I'm looking like bruh is it ever that serious I'm not even sure what the incentives is for this app I do know there are some stores and this is the most clever shit some stores are actually getting in on it to, to get customers in. I've seen an ad for a pizza shop where apparently there's levels in this game. You, I'm guessing you catch 20 Pokemon, you're on level 3 type shit. You catch 50, you're on level 5, something along those lines. So these stores are putting up incentives like you get a free soda if you're on level 1, and you get a free slice, you get a free pie if you're on level 8, shit like that. Models I've just seen is offering 15% off for Pokemon uh, Go users if you're at a certain level or whatever. So that's kind of clever. Like, you're getting people into your business using a game that people are already playing. Now they're going to want to do it more, and they're going to go like, oh, I'm on level five right now. Let me go to Models. Let me go get these sneakers, get 15% off, shit like that. So I'm sure many more stores are going to join in the mix, so that's what's up on their part. Now I'm going to talk about the deadly end of this game. I've read at least three stories. One, a girl walked into the middle of traffic. 
I'm not sure if this has anything to do with the game more than it has to do with you are dumb as fuck. Like, what are you doing? I get it. I get it. Pikachu, the one Pokemon that I know. I get it. He's in the middle of the road right now, but come on. You got to use common sense. Like, look both ways. I mean, bruh. There was even a story in San Diego. Two guys fell off a cliff. No exaggeration. Fell off a cliff chasing Pokemon. Like, whose man is this? Like, what? So I'm guessing you just got your face in your phone, like, and not looking where you're going. That got to be the only way that this is happening. You got your face in your phone and you just walking. And you see it and you're so excited. This guy just popped up and you just go run and pressing the buttons and getting hit by cars and falling off cliffs. Another part is not so deadly yet, but it's definitely along the bad lines of the game, the app. There's a feature in the app where it's called Allure, and it's what the word stands uh, means in life, pretty much. You can put Allure down. Allure meaning you can drop a Pokemon down, and now anybody that's around the area will know such and such just dropped Allure, come over here and get this Pokemon. So there has been a few instances where people dropped Allure and when the person showed up to get the Pokemon, they robbed them at gunpoint. So now the app released a statement basically saying, like, use caution when playing the game. If you're in areas that it's not necessarily familiar to you, travel with people you know, um, be with friends, like, don't play alone. Or how about just don't go down that dark alley? <laughs> Maybe that's a good idea, too. But yeah, I mean, it's the new thing. Like I said, I feel like I'm the only person not playing this right now. But it's called Pokemon Go. And that's the new thing. Let's move on to uh, Future and Russell Wilson and Ciara and that whole drama. So Baby Future... As we know, uh, Ciara and Future have a kid. Uh, his name is Future as well. They call him Baby Future. Uh, Ciara and Future didn't work out, so now she's with uh, Russell Wilson. They recently got married. Um, long story short, this video surfaced over the weekend where they're like backstage at some event and they're getting like their makeup done or whatever. And, uh, Somebody, I'm assuming, is like an assistant or a nanny, brings Baby Future in to the dressing room. So Baby Future goes, Mama, I kiss to Ciara. She goes, Oh, she goes and gets him to kiss. And then they stand there for a few more minutes and he goes, Papa, I kiss. And he goes to Russell and gives uh, Russell Wilson a kiss. And people lost their shit. Like, particularly, I noticed it was like black men in particular. Like, oh, this is what's wrong with these baby mothers disrespecting us, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I'm looking at this like, for one, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Because I feel like Papa and Daddy or Dad, 
two different terms. I feel like saying daddy or dad would be way more disrespectful, especially if the father is in the child's life. I was figuring maybe she taught him to call Russell Papa and call future daddy or dad. Two different terms. I'm like, what do y'all want her, what do y'all want him to call him? Russ? Like, father-in-law? Like, what do y'all want, what do do people, the people who's upset that he called Russell Wilson Papa, what exactly do you want him to call him? I really want to know. I had some friends on my Facebook comment on my post when I said the same shit about, um, oh, I had, um, I grew up with a stepdad and my mom never told me to call him anything other than his name, stuff like that. And I'm like, look, bro, all families are different. That's your family. I mean, it is what it is. I personally don't see anything wrong with him calling him Papa. Like, like I said, I would feel more of a way if it was daddy or dad. And at the end of the day, he is his official stepfather now. They're married. It's crazy. Future didn't say anything, at least not yet, and not publicly. Um, so maybe he knows and maybe he's good with it. But it, it could be one of those situations. You know, you know how, like, you're cool with something, but then you got all your friends in your air, like, yo, you're going to let that rock? You're going to let her call you? You're going to let him call him pop up? And then you start getting in your head, will start turning. You know what? Nah, don't let the nigga call him pop up. Like, but as of right now, Future has yet to say anything. So, I mean... We'll see what happens. Um, so in just a few minutes, we're going to be chopping. Well, I'm going to be chopping it up. I was waiting for Miss Judy, but apparently she is, um, I don't want to throw her on, under the bus, but I think she might be hungover. Might be. I don't know. She might be sleeping right now. She went out last night. Um, I wanted her to come on to tell everybody the incident that she had involving the, the cops last night. Um, so maybe if she get in here before the show is over, she can tell y'all. I'm just going to say happy she made it out of that situation alive. Um, oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Thank you, Stacey. Uh, the question of the day, which is something we do every week. I almost forgot. This week's question of the day is, would you shoot your best friend in the leg for $10 million? So uh, we're going to be reading responses throughout the show. You can hit us up, facebook.com slash Hollywood and friends. Or you can call in 646-716-8544 and press 1 and let us know. Would you? For me personally... I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like... I'm definitely not... I'm not the one... I'm not trying to get shot. Like, I I could potentially be the one doing the shooting. Um, I don't know. Maybe I could just graze you with the bullet and then give you two mil. Maybe. I don't know. Angelo on Facebook said, yes. Y'all would be shot. <laughs> I'd pay your medical bills, though. Uh, Lucy says, closer parking with that handicap sign for my friend. 
niggas is ready to shoot you. I don't know. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta uh, reevaluate your friends. They, they ready to shoot you for ten million dollars. I know Miss Judy said yesterday you can die from a, a leg wound. Like, I mean, I, it, I feel like if you get shot in the wrong part, you might hit a something, and I don't know. It's kind of risky. It's kind of risky. Um. Speaking of the Facebook page, though, fast shouts to everybody who's liking our page. We just reached 30,000 likes over the weekend. And I was doing the math. That was 10,000 a month for the past three months, you could say. Yo, 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 yo. Can you can you hear me now, Stacy? We had some technical difficulties where uh apparently my mic went out. <laughs> I didn't even realize. So um fast out to Stacy for throwing the song on though, uh to kinda while we figured it out. I'm not sure exactly what happened. Uh but it is the time where we're going to bring on our guest of the day. This guy is a published author, motivational speaker, social media manager, and all-around good dude. His name is Scott McKenzie. Great Scott. What up? What up? You Peace, peace, peace. What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm good. Y'all can hear me, right? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm good. She got a little weird for a few minutes ago. I'm not sure exactly what happened. But um, appreciate you for being on. Uh, we actually, we're friends um, like through social media, Facebook. But it's one of those things where I'm not sure we ever actually met. Like, I just see your, like, your posts, your statuses and things and, like, interact that way. But I've seen yeah. you was putting out this app called Celebrity. And just reading about all of the things you've been doing, and I'm, I'll hit up uh, Stacy like, yo, let's let's get uh, Great Scott on because I want to learn more about this app. So, okay. thanks for being on. That's easy, man. Ain't no problem. <laughs> so this app for everybody who doesn't know um, what it is, tell us about the app and why you felt the need to create the app. Okay, so. Everybody, my name is Great Scott. I made this app called Celebrity, the Internet Celebrity, the Internet Entrepreneur. And long, uh, to keep it simple, what we do is we pay you per like and per play on articles, photos, blogs, um, blog posts, um, podcasts, music, audiobooks. We pay you per like and per play, and it's free. It's free for the user, and it's free for the consumer. You also have your own storefront. No different from eBay where you can sell new stuff, used stuff, whatever you want to do. And um, so we're marketing it as a profit center fan page, you know, because everybody has a fan page on Facebook. What the fuck does it really mean if you got all these likes? Right. So um, this was really made because of my vengeance to the music industry. Long story short, I came up under the Fuji's book, working with Pharrell as my claim to fame. And then I got tired of just seeing how this industry rapes people. If you saw the NWA movie, like you like you look at the group, and then when Ice Cube left and went to Priority, and they still raped them, and then we, yeah. we skip 25 years later, and Birdman's doing it to Wayne and all this shit, it's showing that um nothing is changing. And I'm like, how do we put? How do we change things? I think the way to change it is to put the powers back in the hands of the people, make them own their shit 100 percent. And never feel like they need a Viacom or a Walt Disney or a Def Jam to help get them out there. Because Latinos and blacks make all these things pop off. You know, we got Throwback Thursdays, we got selfies, and we, I mean, as far as the, what, what we created on these sites, SoundCloud doesn't pay us. Um, that piss mixtape don't pay us, you know, but they're making billions and billions of dollars off of our data. Facebook is making billions and billions of dollars off of our data. All we're doing is sharing the data with you. And I mean sharing the money with you. And our goal is not to be number one. We're hoping that we make Snapchat, Twitter, Tumblr, Yahoo, Facebook, whoever pay you also. Because the product is not them. The product is me and you. How we use it, what we talk about, and they sell their data. So if that's the case, I want everybody listening to this, get send me your email. So I can hustle that for like a hundred thousand dollars to Dove Soap, Domino's Pizza, Papa John's. And pull up with you on a Roy's Royce And you go how do you get that Oh I got that because uh, I sold your email to like McDonald's They cut me a $400,000 400, check Just off of you Great So why do we allow Mark Zuckerberg and Sergey Of Google Why do we allow all these You know tech nerds to take advantage of us On the law You know Speaking my language Music to my ears You hear that Stacey Nah, because me and my manager, Stacey, who is also the producer of the show, we talk about this all the time because we, we are independent, and I, I'm an yeah. artist, and we talk about how much in today's world you don't need 
these labels or these companies, it's kind of a do-it-yourself time and no better time than right now to do it. This app is kind of like genius as fuck compared, like, based on what we've been discussing in our meetings this whole time. It's kind of, it's crazy. I, I know uh, this isn't your, the first time. We're going to continue to talk about celebrity, but I want to um, dig in a little bit further, like... Uh, first, like, where you from? Oh yeah, my fault. So I'm from. Um, I'm. Fr- I was born in Newark, New Jersey. I was um, mm-hmm. grew up in East Orange, New Jersey, and um, okay. I was born in 1985. So I was born during the crack era. So I say that okay. to say because my father's side was all on crack, cocaine, and heroin. Most of them died of AIDS from sharing needles, and then my mother's wow. side was into murdering people. I'm. I have a Jamaican British descent. Um, but most of my family's from Jamaica. So, you know, back in the 80s, early 90s, immigrants would get beat up by American blacks. And that's how we met Wyclef and them because uh, Haitians and Jamaicans stuck rolled together. And, um, you know, coming from that energy. And then the Bloods and the Crips started getting real big. And, and that was a huge impact. And I lived in blood territory at that time. And, um, you know, just being around all that stuff. I was always trying to find a way out. And, um... You know, when you're a kid, you gravitate to what, what you see makes the most money. So, of course, like anybody right. wants to be a drug dealer. I used to be, I mean, before I was 10, I was in robberies with my uncles and stuff. At times, they would stick the guns and the jewelry or whatever in my pockets and have me run with it. And then um, when Clef and Lauren and them were getting big, I remember the CEO of Sony came to the, came to the hood in a limousine. And limousines were big back then. And I was sitting mm-hmm. on my porch. Well, I was sitting on their porch. And, you know, we was playing That's My Car. And that limousine pulled up. And I was like, yo, this white boy, this white man came out of this limousine with a big cigar in his mouth. And 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 I said, yo, he got a limousine. I got to ask him what he'd do. Because I ain't never seen no drug dealer with no limousine or nothing. And then I said, excuse mm-hmm. me, sir, what do you do for a living? He said, I'm the CEO of my own company, kid. Sony Records. <laughs> And I wow. never forget that day. And I said, "Yo, I don't know what a CEO is, but I'm I'm gonna be that because he got a right. limousine. I, I ain't never seen nobody with a limousine out here." And um, right. I asked him, "Could I sit in his limousine?" And he said, "Yeah." And they gave me Pepsi. And I just never forget that day. Like that day changed my life. Just what I wanted to do with myself. So then, I at 15, 14, me and my friend we created our own record label called Ricochet Records, and that's when TRL was hot. So I was like, "Yo, don't get no rapper." Rappers don't make no money. Let's get a, a rock group like Limp Biscuit or Corn or, or um, Blink-182. And we got this, uh-huh. this white rap group from West Orange, New Jersey. And they were called uh, Volume Overdose. And I got their parents to pay for the CDs, pay for the book, pay for everything. And we just hustled them. And I was just on my Rockefeller shit. I wanted to be like Jay-Z and Dame Dash and Kareem Bigsburg so bad. And like right. I used to look at them like, I'm going to be like Rockefeller Records. But anyway, that folded. Wow. I go that's, on and on and on about all that. Life. That's big. That's what's up now because I was definitely going to ask you, like, how did you get your start? Because I've I seen an interview with you with, that you did recently on Sway and you said how you got success very young. So I was wondering, yeah. like, what what you did to get your success very young, but that's it right there. You just told me. No, well, I was, I mean, no, no, no. That wasn't it really because. I mean, I did a lot of interning. At one point, I had four jobs. I was working at Kid Robot. I was interning at Billionaire's Boys Club. Had a job at Radio City Music Hall and Madison Square Garden. Right. And I forgot the other one. But that was how I was just like building my building my, my weight and getting into business. Um, I happened to be with a lot of these brands before they got real big. So that 
played a role too. I mean, it was a, it was a lot of different shit. Yeah. At one point, you you mentioned that you you had this like giant house and like all this shit, and then you lost it. Yeah. What happened? Um, you. I was only ten thousand dollars short from finishing the mortgage, and then um, life happens, yo. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, like my my grandmother died, and then um, you know, and oh man, I I have a such a different. I don't respect funerals, like funeral homes, and I don't even like going to funerals because just because of the business aspect of it, I don't respect. And when when so when you if anybody who's been through it, you know, when somebody dies in a hospital, immediately a pastor or a preacher is going to walk in that room and try to quote unquote console you. You are in a vulnerable state of mind. You are not fucking thinking straight. And they take advantage of all that. And they and they and they and they, they help get you the casket and all this other shit. And then next thing you know, you, you got a twenty thousand twenty thousand dollar bill from some you know, from like some three day service. And anyway, that, that taught me a lot. So I learned my lesson with that. But that held us up because so the the and and the house was falling apart and um just bills were piling up and we couldn't afford it And then You know I became I thought I was gonna be homeless Until I got a phone call From my man Michael K. Williams He plays Omar on the wire Chalky White On Boardwalk Empire He called me randomly He asked me how I was And I was like Yo man I'm I'm like really fucked up Emotionally Financially Physically Mentally Everything And um He just said Oh don't worry I got you And he really took care of me He got me That's back on my stuff. feet So You That's never know who's gonna, who gonna come out of nowhere And help you yeah, look look at God. That's that's what happens though. What's crazy is your, your story. Like a lot of the uh, a lot of the people who have like wild bread right now, like to have like billionaires, millionaires, even a lot of them have similar stories. Not exactly like yours, but where they was up and then they was down. I mean, even Donald Trump fell for bankruptcy at one point, but look at him now, and the stories kind of have a similar path in a sense so oh yeah you can't have good without bad right and to see what you're doing now I mean two years ago you put out your first audio Audio book and it was called think think spelled with a c but it was once you think it ink it ink meaning like incorporate it or whatever yeah and you were dropping a lot of um gems and I, I mean what makes it even greater is how can somebody take advice from somebody who have never really been been there, been through it? I mean, what was the point in your goal in putting out this audio book? Yo, when we did that audio book, we was literally in the moment. I was literally in Sirius XM. I was venting, and my boy was just recording all of it. And then he told me, yo, wow. he, he just left me in that room and said, yo, just, 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 just keep talking, and I'll edit it keep on going. the back end. And we did that in five hours. Now, wow. at the time, you know, I was just, like, I was just frustrated with the with the with the world because I don't know about any of you guys, but I'm 31, and as I got older, I I see the truth of life, and it ain't what you're taught in school. It ain't no oh treat people how you would like to be treated and all this other shit. That's all garbage. In the real world, it is a it's a shark world. Especially the more money you mm-hmm. get, the more power you get, it gets more just lethal and just deadly on. It's no different from the drug game. It's just nobody's killing each other with guns. But anyway, um, right. so think was just a way to 
I want to empower more people, man, because the the only difference between the powers that be and us is that they think different and they pay attention to the details. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. If you could do those things, like a CEO has to pay attention to the accountant, the marketing, payroll. Um, he just has to pay attention to more details than the average person who just comes to work, somebody tells you what to do and leave. Now that I'm like truly, truly a boss where I sign the front of the checks and not the back, I understand why CEOs get, get paid more money because it's, it's very stressful to be paying attention to everything going on in the company. Because you look at uh, Troy Ave's situation with Urban Plaza. You know, the owner of Urban Plaza wasn't there. But guess what? He's getting fucking sued. And that's just a part of the business. You get what I'm saying? Right. So now I understand that accountability and responsibility plays a huge role in getting what you want in life. And that's all we're trying to say with things. You know, you can, any, any, anything you think about, you can make it happen. We live in a time where, like, yo, like, example, with celebrity, how I raised the money, I went on Prosper.com. Regular English, Prosper.com. They give personal loans up to $35,000, and your credit don't have to be good. We went there. Wow. Then we went to LendingClub.com. They give personal loans. Went there. Boom. And we didn't get. We got 19000 here, 13000 here. We figured it out because the banks wouldn't give us it. But I'm saying that to say we live in a time now where there's, there's no excuse not to pull off whatever you want to. You could you could make anything happen in this in this time. There's Patreon, there's Kickstarter, of course. There's GoFundMe, GoFundMe. Um, there's just so much outlets. There's Fiverr. If you want to get like a something done for five dollars, you know Fiverr.com does it. So yeah. um, we're just saying don't make no excuse. True. Okay. See, I was gonna add. Go ahead, I was gonna ask you. There's so many people that's pursuing things right now. Like you know, I mean, we see it online every day, but they're working a nine to five. But they want to be a rapper, or they want to be a singer, or they want to do this, do that. What What is some advice you would give to that person? Uh, the advice I give is, is what I do in my life. I, I always think about my ancestors, and I think, like, they had it so much worse, you know, from technology to, of course, slavery, and... How can I make an excuse not to pull off what I need to pull off? At the end of the day, what you what you need is help. We all need help. So, like, right now, right? I just spent $10,000 to finish up the fucking... Sorry, to finish up the app. But I'm staying at my girl's crib. We're staying at her parents' crib. Just, just, yeah. just so we could take that help. Like, that's being honest right now. But yeah. Why not take advantage of that help versus I want to appear like, oh, I'm doing it big. I'm, like, extremely rich and... You know, I'm, right. I'm not trying to pay like nothing. I'm, I'm telling you the real deal to become something. So her parents are helping us. You know, they might not be helping us with the business, but they're helping us with a place to stay so I could spend 10000 on an app. Um, right. So it's little shit like that. Get help, man. And help help me like somebody somebody that can help you get food for cheaper. Um, because, like, example, we don't pay for groceries. We got a plug where, you know, for the past two years, I get shrimp <laughs> for free, all that stuff for free. Like, yeah. I'm finding ways to save money. So that way I could use my the money I do have towards what really matters, which is celebrity right now for me. You know, wow, find man. ways to get help. It could be little stuff like that. You know? Even my barber been looking me out with, like, I don't got to pay all the time, you know? Because I went to him on the humble, like, and I make it clear, like, yo, trust me, you help me with this. When I get to this level, I got you. You know, we all need That's help, man. Just negotiate and bargain with people and commit Definitely to that. Enough. A lot of people don't like to um, be real. Like, there's a lot of people that's doing the opposite of what you're doing, and and 
they're not going or doing anything because they want to look like they're doing it and they're, and they're not actually doing it. So it's, it's dope that you are able to, you know, be honest about it. And it shows it'll, it'll show people that they can do it too as well. So that's definitely yeah. what's up. When are you looking to officially launch the app? Like when can people like me sign up? Oh yeah, so so you guys know the the celebrity dot com is up. C E W E B I T Y. Celebrity dot com is up. The site, the app will be done before September. Right now. So it'll be done next month for sure. I don't have a set date. But it will be done for sure next month. Everything that uh you mentioned earlier that can be done on the app. That's what can be done on the site right now. Yeah, the, the reason we had to make the site is because, example, um, let's say your radio show is over an hour long, you can't upload that on the phone. We had to make right. it where audio could upload more easier, and of course maybe video. So you know, but everybody uses an app, and that's what's been holding me back was the app. But once I raised the money for the app, I was like, all right, done deal. Now time to go full throttle with getting that out of the way. So the app will and be done will- next month. And it will be on um, Androids and Apple. The Android, not yet. Just Microsoft and Apple. It'll be on the Yo, Xbox. It'll I, be on I Apple can't TV. Get jiggy with that. Yo, I don't know what it is. Maybe you could tell me right now what it is. Is is Apple just cheaper to put your Apple first? Something. Why does Apple always get everything first and Android is second? Um. What well, at least from, at least from what I'm dealing with. Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't know how to make the, the code for Android because each uh, phone requires different coding. I, I have to literally hire a different team for each phone. It's man. very rare you you can find a programmer that that, that knows how to code and on all levels of phones because it's different languages. It's like learning how to speak French, Spanish, English, the coding yeah. process. So um, it took so long to get the app done because I'm trying to always find somebody to hire here, and I gotta get somebody to hire there, and now I don't. I gotta get the Android app done, and that's gonna cost a separate check. So I'm trying to figure it out, and it's hard. It's hard. I haven't found nobody that's at least for me in New York that that can help me with an Android, you know, and and give me a decent price. That, that's that's good to know though, because there's so many times we all here be looking like, bruh, why not on Android? <laughs> but but now we now we see why. I mean, it's cool though. I mean, we could get. Uh, we'll just have to go on the site. For now, until we can uh, have it on the, yeah. the app. But um, it's the a, site, um, I was, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say the site. I'm guessing is mobile friendly as well. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I mean, but like example, you upload it on the site, whatever you upload, and then mm-hmm. you know you tell your fans, yo, come here and listen to my radio show, and you know they're listening to it regardless, you know wherever it's at, and every time it gets played, you get paid. That's the goal. The yes, goal with our site is to help you build residual income online because we lack financial literacy. And I know for a fact I could I could do my best to help change that. And all this Black Lives Matter shit will be done because then there's no struggle. There's no reason to have no real struggle because there's a site that's paying you per play. All you kids that like to do mixtapes and all that shit, well, here, put the music here. And, and you own it. We do not own it with you. You own your shit 100%. That's dope. No. Um, who is uh, our, our producer has a question? Who is paying? Uh, is it like from at <laughs> everybody? Is, you can't tell us that. <laughs> everybody, no, 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 I can tell you. Everybody oh, okay. loves Axonet. 
and I mean that's the first thing about X. Like, we're paying you. We I have 16 revenue streams on the site. That's the secret sauce. But of course, one will be through ads. You know, so I'm, it took me a year to make it make financial sense. But with the ads, I'm able to pay everybody, and I don't have to worry about ever like going bankrupt or something. Outside of that, like another secret sauce, I got a we got a credit card deal coming out in um, 2017. So with that. Um, right now, the way you get your money is through PayPal, but we're going to dead that. And we're going to do it where you, as soon as you sign in, I mean, as soon as you make an account in the future, you're going to apply for your card. And then when you want your money, you transfer it to your card. Okay. And then Visa, Visa pays us for that. So, so when you use your card at, 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 at McDonald's or Starbucks, we get a, we, we get a percentage of that. Not from you, from that corporation so that's another one of our secret sauces that like it, it, it funds itself my nice. goal with this is to be the next Rothschild family I, I said there's nobody black that created their own banking system nobody and I said we gotta be the first cause that's the power it ain't the government it's the federal reserve which is owned by the Rothschild family and they, they're the wealthiest family to ever live since the yeah. 1700s so I'm like, how do people, if they do know about the Rothschild family, I'm like, why don't everybody just mimic what they do? They're clearly in power for a reason. Sure. You know? You're definitely on to something. Um, look who's with us though right now, Miss Judy. What up? What's yeah. up? What's up? What's going on, everybody? Hey, hey, hey. Nice to meet you. What's going on? Yeah, I had a little rough, rough night. But yeah. <laughs> So, so I was listening to you. How much? How much are you paying? You know, because I I want to know. So <laughs> so we're doing um we're we're gonna do two programs. We're gonna have an ambassador program, um right. where where we pay you literally one cent per like or per play. One oh, cent. Okay. So every hundred you get a dollar. The regular oh. person, fifteen hundred likes on your whole account, you get a dollar. Which that's easy to do because, you know, if you've been on Facebook for years, that adds up, you know. You've been on Instagram right, for like right. three, four years, that adds up. So 1,500 likes on your whole account, you'll get a dollar. And that's how mm-hmm. that's how we're doing it. Okay, that's dope, that's dope, that's dope. I can't wait yeah. to sign up. That's all I'm going to say. I'm definitely um on it. Uh, about the think thing, um, because like I said... It's some things in there that people would want to hear. Uh, if you can think it, I mean, once you think it, ink it. Tell people where they could find that as well. Yeah, right now it's on YouTube. I took the SoundCloud down because I'm I'm okay. doing another book, but it's on YouTube. Just type in Great Scott Audio Book Think, I guess, and that, it should pop up. Yeah. Um, but cool. but that's so old. Like I can't even listen to that thing now because I'm so. I've grown yeah. so much since, since since those days. So much past and, that. Uh, yeah, and and a lot of that the, because I have a lot of references in the audio book where you hear from the situation what was true, and a lot of that stuff has grown into different stuff. So, you know, I mean, I'm not saying don't listen to the audio book because some people don't aren't aware of like things, but you know, life is moving so fast that a lot of that information is old. Yeah. That's so a little it's, issue it's with the it. same thing with, with music. There's times it's like I could do a song that was like but, I done, did it last year and I cannot listen to that shit again because it's like, nah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, oh. I, I, done, I just did that to do it. Go ahead, Miss Judy. 
So I was about to say, well, what's old to you is new to everybody else, and true. it can help them the same way it helps you. You know? No, true. I was just in yeah. London in France, right? And, right. And they they had the audio book, and you know I, you you know I, I suffer from the same thing Kanye suffered from, meaning that like when Kanye did that Sway interview, he talks as if people know about the Medici family and the Merovingian family and just that history. I could tell uh-huh. he's he's doing his studies, and even Sway said it. Everybody don't know that, so you can't talk as if everybody thinks. Or, or has learned it the way you learned it And I'm saying that to say Yeah when I do, do the stuff I be thinking like oh everybody's aware of this stuff But like everybody's not aware of Masa Musa Everybody's not aware of the Rothschild family Or how you know So I gotta Sometimes I talk to people and I realize I gotta like Check myself and remember that Oh yeah everybody don't I can't think everybody knows everything Or right. you yeah. should know everything It's you know Poland Spring is owned by Nestle like I, that's just simple shit. I I know for that reason. <laughs> I think I I noticed that just one day randomly the logo is actually on it yeah. on the um on the bottle. But um, where can people find you if they want to just like you know hit you up your 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 site? I, I mean we know celebrity dot com and we know the app is going to be available uh, maybe by September the latest. Uh, but where can somebody go for more information on you? Mm, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram. It's, it's Great Scott with G G G G G five G's. Great Scott, like great. <laughs> and that's it. And then, um, I mean, of course, follow me on Celebrity. But I'm ch- I changed my name. I got to change it to something else. It's Bobby Cruz on Celebrity. And then, um, okay. um, um, if you want to email me and ask for anything. Scott at celebrity.com. So Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at C-E-W-E-B-I-T-Y.com. So Scott at celebrity.com. Yo, you, and you real quick, you know, you know, people, I shouldn't be saying this, but if you ever want to reach somebody like Puff Daddy or Jay-Z or the founder of Twitter, most yeah, people's emails is their first name at the company. Yeah. <laughs> It's very easy. You just got Diddy like a hundred more emails right now. I mean, if you want to reach Bill Gates, <laughs> I mean, because I, I I know certain celebrity emails. I don't want to give their emails away, but if you want to reach somebody like Bill Gates, I wouldn't be shocked if his is Bill at Microsoft dot com. Right. I wouldn't be shocked about it. Yeah. You know? right. Yeah. Well, um, you could you could pass us those behind the scenes. Now nah, I'm just playing, but let me get you uh, to answer this question of the day though. Um, what? Would you shoot your best friend in the leg for ten million dollars? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I'll, I'll let somebody shoot me in the leg for ten thousand dollars. Ten million. I mean, I mean for ten million, for ten, definitely for ten million. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? That ain't nothing. That's what's up. Right, I've been so shot at. Was... Never, never got a bullet though. Jeez. If you turn that around, you turn your life around. We all have right for that. But he was he's doing some things as a young kid. <laughs> no, me, around. I wasn't no gangster or nothing like that. I grew up around a lot of it, but that I necessarily know, you know what I mean? But you know, you're young and you're dumb and from Jersey. Where, where are you guys from? You're from New York, no? Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And how old are you guys? Twenty nine. 
Well, the, well, the point I'm trying to say, we're not far from Asia. You know, you, you grew up in the around that era too. But I know how it was. You and I, you and I, the same Scott. Okay, yeah. So you definitely know, yeah. you know, just, you know, you just, you just, you like, like one time I was minding my business in New Jersey, and some car came up on the sidewalk and tried to hit me. Um, yeah, that that, that that was the only time I got I was successfully robbed because I was outnumbered. But they came on the sidewalk. Wow. Just, I'm just walking down the street, and I jumped out the way like, what the fuck? They did a donut. Four dudes wow. came out of the car, big brolic, and they had tank tops on to show me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not winning this one. <laughs> nigga grabbed me by oh. my throat like, yeah, nigga, give, give it up. Give, give, give everything up, nigga. I'm like, ah, shit. Oh, shit. Yikes. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, it's New York. It's Jersey. You know, it's just hood shit. Natural hood shit. Nothing. Right. Well, um, oh, one, one last one. thing before. Actually, no, nah, I'm not. I already know. I already know the, the answer to that, so I'm not even gonna um, ask. What? Um, I was just gonna ask you who are your like influences and shit, but you already mentioned the people you trying to be like the, the Rothschild family and stuff like that. I know you work with Pharrell and the Fuji. Well, that, that's a different influence. My my influence right now on the business tip, I yeah. love what Shane Smith is doing with Vice. Shane Smith okay. owns Vice. And and um, Jerry Weintraub is one of my big, like, idols. Jerry Weintraub is responsible for Frank Sinatra's success and Elvis Presley's success. I mean, you, you could Google Frank Sinatra. I mean, Jerry Weintraub, HBO, and there's a documentary on him if you want to know who he is. He's a dope dude. The reason I like Jerry Weintraub is because he wanted to work with Elvis Presley, and Elvis' manager said, listen, you could work with him if you get me a million dollars by tomorrow cash. This man made it happen. He was not rich. He, he, yo, he's a G. Yeah, that's all I got to say. And I like Howard Stern. That's like one of my top three idols right now. Hey. Okay. Howard um, Stern. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He recently yeah, did far. something with Vice, actually. Right? Yeah, I'm working with Vice. We, we got a show coming out. We working on some things. I don't know when it's going to come on. I'm assuming next year, though. Not, 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 nothing this year. Because we're just still shooting. Okay. Yeah. And and Mike has a show of Vice right now. You guys should check out. It's called Black Market. Michael K. Williams, my fault. He has a show <laughs> with Vice called The Black Market. And the first episode was based in Newark, New Jersey on stealing cars. Real raw stuff, you know? That's why I like Vice. They stay raw. Yeah, I bet somebody told somebody else told me about Vice, um, for for the things they be doing with, with artists. They was like, Yo, they they be going in, they they're not afraid to like go to like the what? hoods and stuff, like you never seen any of that stuff? I, I never seen it. I need to though. Okay, I'm gonna send you something on Facebook. Cause yeah, they did some right. ill stories on Chicago, Detroit. Like they, they they're not a joke. That's why I like them. Beyond even America, like they're the only they're the only media company that interviewed ISIS that went to Pakistan or whatever. Bruh. Met up with ISIS, interviewed them, and they they I love them niggas. Like I've been following them for years. They went to Congo, Africa, to meet the fucking um rebels out there. You you know, you like I'm talking about. They went. You, it's hard to explain. They was with one of these guys who took over some some place in Africa, and he ate the president in front of them on camera. What? What? Yeah, like they cut this nigga up. Like, like Vice, Vice is raw. When I mean they're raw, they show God. rawness. They are not about scripted energy. They want everything. Like, give me the real. Like, like they did a story in in Cambodia on young on young children who get molested and raped. They basically have to prostitute themselves so we can have cheap clothes. 
Wow. Those are stories that, that we need to hear. So they're saying if you get clothes from Foot Locker, Target, Walmart, Kmart, those clothes aren't cheap for a reason. That's because kids have to suck dick in order to survive. What the You can heck? have those cheap socks for free. But they they do stories like that because people are not aware. And, and you know, and, and, right. and when you travel, you really do notice respectfully how America is in its own bubble. The average person don't know what's going on elsewhere. Any other country knows what's going on globally. We only know whatever fucks with us. And then we like, okay, now it's affecting me. So, but those are stories people need to see. So that way, next time you do go buy cheap clothes, just know some child had to suck dick so you can have that. And I'm not even trying to be funny. That's just the truth. <laughs> wow. We, we, we could say we don't support child pornography, but we do when we buy cheap stuff. Wow. Yeah. Just those other countries last, are ruthless. One last thing before we go. Actually, we got a question from um, somebody calling from 703. Maybe they got a question for you before I get to my last question before we yeah, go. Yeah, ask me anything. Ask 703, what up, what up? Okay. I, I just wanted to ask the young man why he is uh, 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 using Howard Stern as a model. Oh, um, well, when I was a kid, you know, Howard Stern's show used to come on E! And I, I, I just, I just like the fact that when NBC and all these companies were against him for how he moved, he still stuck to his, to what he wanted. As far as right now, and money, money is not important, but let's make it clear. He's the highest paid entertainer today. He makes $100 million a year guaranteed from SiriusXM. He did that twice. He made, he made a $500 million deal with SiriusXM twice. He's the only person to do that. And um, I do admire him for sticking to his guns and, and, and never, you know, just following what corporations told him to do. Who can't admire that? As far as on that scale. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, thank, thank you so much. <laughs> no wrong. Thank you. All right, so my last running. question for you, um, I've seen you share this on your uh, Facebook recently, so I know you watched it. I, I still got to watch it today. Actually, right after the show, I'm going to watch it. But Oprah, she was at Essence uh, yeah. recently. And there was a question, um, what is your intention? And yeah. she said, like, if, once you know the answer to this, like, you know, yeah. what, like, I, whatever she said, but what is your intention with a uh, celebrity? In life in general, what is your intention? Yeah, my intention is to leave this earth better than how we found it and um, respect the shoulders we stand on, whether it's airplanes, TVs, air conditioning. All, all these things ain't come for free. Somebody saw a problem in the world, they fixed it. And that's what life is about. It's, it's about yeah. making better for the next generation and for ourselves as we're living on here. Um, and my grandmother always preached that to me. She said, yo, don't, don't forget the show that you stand on. We, you, you don't have what you have because of for no reason, nigga. Like, we, we worked hard so you could get this. So now you got to take it to the next level. Don't, don't let my shit go in vain before she dies. Don't let my sweat equity go in vain. And I think that's important. And I think, like, like y'all talking about Rich Homie Kwan, I personally feel like this generation is the weakest generation ever because... And, and and it's not their fault. It's the generation before the, them fault. My my mother's fault because they not giving these young kids a sense to how they got everything in the first place. 
So that's why he don't care about Biggie lyrics. He don't understand what Puffy and them had to do to get to this level. He don't understand that mm-hmm. Michael Jackson had to fight hard as hell to get on MTV, yo. Like, I understand sure. it because because my, my family made me understand it. They they would make me feel it. But we spoiling these kids today, and, and whether it's the even like the music industry now, you don't even got to put effort in the music. You know, you hear artists go, I ain't even write that shit. I just recorded it right there. I put it out on the internet, and now I'm getting twenty club appearances for like ten thousand dollars each. They don't even care about the quality of the music no more because we telling them making money is better than being a good person. And we gotta stop that. If anything's yeah. fucking up the black community, it's that. That's the av- that's the reason the average nigga won't be a drug dealer, a basketball player, and a rapper. They they could they want to do all those things like that matters, but they couldn't tell you five inventors who invented the oven. The oven is an essential product. Who invented the tire? Goodyear invented the tire. But the, you know what I'm saying? The point I'm saying is that we we more impressed by a man who throws a ball in a hole. And we, we're sure. impressed by the same man that when this white guy comes up to him and goes, listen, I'm going to pay you $30 million, and in return, you're going to make me $30 billion. I ain't never respect sports, because that makes no fucking sense to me. I'm six foot five. <laughs> and everybody used to tell me, yo, be a basketball player. I'm like, for what? Them niggas are the dumbest niggas in the world. They didn't play. <laughs> I, would, I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch sports. I don't respect sports, especially because the NFL is a non-for-profit, the NAACP, I mean, NCAA. They're non for profit. I don't respect none of that shit. It's a game, and they playing all of us. And, and Michael Jordan, what he did for the NBA, he should be the fucking logo, and he ain't. You, the logo is uh, Jerry West. Please. That shit is whack. <laughs> and, and and as much as he's done for the Bulls, he don't own that logo. He don't get no money off the licensing of that logo. None of that shit. And and niggas is like, this is impressive. That is dumb as hell. Donald Sterling is right, man. Take I, look. <laughs> not, I'm around a lot of powerful white people and one thing yeah. i am not mad at is them taking advantage of us because we allow it because mm-hmm. we are impressed by dumb shit i'm not impressed by none of that Preach. so i can't be mad at them and bill maher said it on hbo is it okay to take advantage of stupid people yes we do it all the time <laughs> <laughs> and niggas are stupid niggas will go Preach. yo don't snitch so you can stay in jail and make more rich white I mean make more white people rich because they got stocks in this shit, yo. And I'm I'm not I'm not encouraging people to snitch, but what I'm saying is that they got this whole shit figured out. It's a it's a mm-hmm. game. And we are yeah. we just they hoes, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, encourage that more. Hey yo, give Chief Keith four million dollars. The kid is only seventeen. He's he's in a gang in Chicago. Give him four million dollars so he can fuck his life up. And then, and then he gets locked up and then we're gonna make money off the prison system. We win either way. We're going to win off your music when you die, just like Tupac and Biggie. Ask Jimmy Iovine how good he living on Tupac's royalties. Ask Puffy how good he living. Better yet, ask, ask uh, Clive Davis, because Clive Davis funded Bat Boy, which means he eats off Biggie shit too. But we forget that. So why the fuck would they want you to stop fighting? They win either way. Right. I feel like that's the exact same shit they did with uh, with Bobby Schmurter and his crew. I was I was seeing that before, like when that whole shit happened. But it's so true. It's crazy. Yeah, man. You better. Are you, and I'm not encouraging snitching. What I am encouraging is is to us stop spending time in jail. If they, if they reduce your sentence, why not? All you're doing is making their families more wealthier off of your pain and misery. So so most of his boys got 90 years. Damn, that's that's like two generations that that some Jewish white family about to live off of. 
I'm convinced they set that whole shit up from the beginning. <laughs> I like, wouldn't be shocked. Put him I on, mean, like, let's put him in the forefront. This song, this hot nigga song, and, and make him so popular and then show them, take all that shit, just lock him up, and lock them all up. And then, and then they've trained us to, to believe that going to jail gets you points once you get out of jail. They, they fund that, that message. I've been in Viacom, yo. I've been in Universal. Yo, it, it's, when I say celebrity is a revenge because I got so disappointed by the, the shit I was seeing. I remember being at this Viacom party and I saw these white people laughing at us. Not laughing with us, wow. laughing at us, joking about love and hip-hop. Because uh, Viacom owns VH1 and VH1 owns love and hip-hop. And, yeah. oh my God, that shit hurt me so much. I'm like, I wish this was the shit niggas would see so they would stop watching that shit, yo. True. But, but niggas just, just don't want to get it. And I've tried to help. Like, I know Tahiri. I know these niggas, like, that be on the show. My, my mother works with Mona Scott. Like, I don't respect that shit. And I just stay away from people. Because I'm like, you, I try to talk to niggas. And niggas, making money is better than being a good person. That's what I learned when it comes to niggas. So, fuck it. Who am I to, <laughs> to tell you what to do? Let the white man take advantage of you. And I'm going to be right next to him. Shit. Hey, man. Yo, we could talk all day, son. I feel like... Like, we got to stay in touch though for sure. But um, I'm I'm definitely gonna be a part of this celebrity uh situation for sure. Um, I appreciate you. Let us talk off this. Yeah, gotta we have to because like anything you're saying is 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 needed knowledge. Is is I need to hear. Well, say? yeah, we could talk off the, we could talk off this, and and then you know, I for, let's figure out the situation that so everybody can help you with. Also, you know, we'll put you part of the ambassador program, and help pay you for like and per play. Because I want I want people to see that 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 we legit and we ain't fucking playing no games. You know, right. Mark Zuckerberg and they don't give a fuck about you. This young man do, and I I don't even want my face out there like that because I don't, I ain't trying to get killed. Because I know that day gonna come, but I want. I feel like as long as we can make our young people aware. That's the start. That's what Harriet Tubman did. No, Nat Turner, right? You don't got to be no slave, man. And if most are scared, then maybe five go, you know what? He right. Let's figure it out. Harriet Tubman, you know? Martin Luther King. Took time. Now we got a black president. That's all I'm trying right. to do. I'm trying to make us realize. Of... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that's part of, um, like, my intention, too, like, with that, that question is to my, – my goal is to – I want young people to like re- see that there's more than just more to their Being lives. Being a basketball player, rapper, and a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. And an actor. I want to provide funny- resources and shit for like for, for 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 kids. Like this generation, like you said, is like so lost, and it's it's just it's crazy to see. So I'm, I'm hoping to change that. Yeah, we got to change it, man. We got to change it because these kids all you got you. Yeah, it's too much, man. But just understand that the rapper, the basketball player looks like the rapper. Then the drug dealer looks like the basketball player, which looks like the rapper. And it's sending so much mixed messages. Mm-hmm. And we wonder why these young niggas is confused out here. Mm-hmm. You know? And I grew up in the drug game. Ain't nothing cute about it. I've been kidnapped before. Ain't nothing cute about that. You seen Paid in Full? Yikes. I, I, that's why I don't like when rappers glorify 
street life, man, because I've been around it. That shit is not nothing cute. Ain't nothing cute to wake up with, with a shotgun in your fucking face. Right. But anyway. All right, All right. man. Let's get this day going. Uh, one last thing before Salute. you go. I want to drop from you. We ask everybody who we have on the show to basically give us a drop so you can start it however you want. Uh, but this is Hollywood and Friends, and it's Hampton Blue Radio. Never What's up? It's, oh, you're, oh, it's my fault. You ready? No, nah, you're good. Okay. What's up? It's your boy, Grace Scott, and we're here with Hollywood and Friends, you know, popping bottles on mention Models and popping Molly and Xanax. Like, I'm joking. But, nah, <laughs> these dudes are dope. Please listen to them. Keep in touch with them. You stay the best and above the rest, because the rest equal more than less. I'm out. My man. One time for Grace Scott. Dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset,dipset
countless shootings and things. He he was gonna call in um at the at the rally. I'm gonna uh, see dope. if we could get him on before we get up out of here. But uh, I wanted to mention we at, before we brought uh, Scott on is this other story that's hot in the blogs right now. I don't know if you know who Joey Badass is. Sounds familiar. He, he's a he's a rapper. Uh, okay. And he posted this picture of uh, the first daughter, Malia. That's the older one of the two. Right, right. And it looked like a webcam type picture. Like maybe she took it with her laptop. She's kind of like tying her hair up in it. And she has on a shirt that says Pro Era. And that's his like movement, Pro Era. So when he posted it, it was like innocently like fast shouts to Malia for repping Pro Era. No. He said the Secret Service has been monitoring him ever since he posted wow. that picture. Wow. He said he, this picture, he posted it uh, maybe a year, a year or two ago. And he said that they went as far as to even, he said there's this tree. First, he said the lawn outside of his his house, it looked like it was tampered with or something like that. He feels like they were t- tapping his phone calls. He would hear clicking when he's on the phone, he said they even went as far as to, he has this tree in front of his uh, crib that's been there for like, in that community for like, I don't know, ages. They cut the tree some. He said he guessed that they needed to get a better view or something. Wow. And where was he when they was doing all of this? I don't know. Maybe he was on the road or something. Wow. But yeah, he said he feels like they're still... Well, what you think? What you think? If he got a picture like that of her, they're going to think that he's been messing with her. And then the name Joey Badass. Come on now. Are you serious? (laughs) Right. They feel that 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 was such a personal picture. They wonder how how he he got it. it. Right. Wow. I want to know how he got it, too. They didn't question him? Um, No, he didn't didn't say anything about the... uh, they questioned him. He just said he felt he heard the tapping in his phone. Um, he thinks they did some yard work on the property to get better monitoring. <laughs> and wow. the tree that was shaded in his house, he said they they uh, the tree is gone. That's what he said. Wow. He said the timing was too suspicious. He guessed they had to get clearer pictures. Wow. He said he doesn't seem worried about whoever is looking to find anything. He said it's all good. I'm only doing positive things or whatever. That's crazy. So, but I, yeah. I want to know, like, seriously, how you get this picture of my daughter? Mm-hmm. Have you been talking to her online? Like, don't they have things like like that being checked? in media, though? Right. I think so. Do they have, I don't know if they have like, do they have like Instagram and shit? Like maybe she posted it and then he found it. I mm. Hmm. That's crazy. Things to make you go. He's stupid. <laughs> um, one last thing, actually two things, last thing before we get into what blows my, Meek Mill also uh, was in the news this week. For what good he do reason, now? Though, oh, okay. good reason. 
He said he's not going to rap about extreme violence anymore. Given what's going on in the world, how Black Lives Matter and the shootings that's been going on and all that, he says he, after this new album, DC4, I'm going to read you his full quote. He said, once I found out I wasn't born to fail and just fall victim to a fake-ass life that don't offer shit but jail, death, jail and death, I guess he meant. I carry myself with extreme confidence and I know my value. Even though that's where I came from and almost most of us have experience in life, wake up. Don't question my raps because it's a life we lived and suffered from. I have a right to express myself. By the way, after DC4, I won't continue to rap about extreme violence, but I will remain to let my people know in these terrible environments. So what are you going to talk about now? Uh, Bitches and hoes. I don't know. Crazy. Money. I ain't going to talk about hell got bitches and hoes no more. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I respect him for it though. I respect. I, him I'm for just, it. I'm just, I'm just curious to what he's gonna talk about now. Cars and money and what? Like, what? What is he? What is he gonna talk about? But we'll see. Time comes. Yes. We'll definitely we see. We will see. Uh, speaking of, it's kind of along the lines, but not really. So you know the movie White Chicks. Marlon and um, Sean. And you know the storyline in that movie, it was like two girls who were um, targets, so Sean and Marlon went undercover and asked them to, you know, get find out what happened. So they want to remake this movie, but they want to remake it as an R-rated drama. They're trying to get a... They're trying to go for, like, Oscar. Oscar shit. So... The point is, they want to touch on, like, ser- more serious topics, like race, relations in the 21st century. They want to talk about gender. They want to make it more serious and make it R-rated for a remake. What do you think about that? That's dope, but that defeats the purpose of the movie. The, bo- the movie is not about that. So maybe they I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just, I mean, the way the movie is set up is is open to where, like, you know, part two could be where they went to another city and, you know. Right. Changed, they changed it up, but they just want to make it more serious. Right. I guess. I guess it'll be about, like, trans... Yeah, uh, and, uh, and yeah, being black and white, right? Shit like that. That's dope, but I don't know why they don't just make a whole another movie. Why they gotta use white chicks? Just make a movie like that. <laughs> I guess I don't know. You never know. But let's get ready to get into. What blows mine? Let's get that theme music popping. Hey, hey, hey. 
What gets under our skin? What happens so on? Bruh. Really? 646-716-8544. Press 1 if you happen to be on the line already. Or oh, hit us up. Social media. Whatever. Let us know what gets under your skin. What your nerves? Um, I want to kick it off. Finally. <laughs> With what blows mine is, I don't know if you heard, this new law that's going to make Body cam footage and dash cam footage off limits to the public. What do you mean? This, only this only guy, the police this, could use it. Pretty pretty much. And what's what blows mine about it is what's the point? They might as well take away body cams altogether. This might as well be a law to remove body cameras and take dash cam footage. Dash cam cameras out of the cars. But don't, because but, are you trying to tell me that the people who's viewing said footage is going to be open and honest and fair with the things they see on said footage? Is that what they're telling me is going to happen? Because I don't buy it. The people who's viewing this footage and the guy who signed the law basically said he wants to protect the officers involved in in these incidents he's trying to make it seem like protect them from like you know public backlash and justice and shit like that but no he wants to protect them so the shit don't get seen so now when they shoot down somebody we won't never know about it we won't see it they're gonna get rid of the footage that's what's gonna happen but what happened to the right to record and even that's questionable, but that doesn't still, matter. Uh, people can still what, do that. Where it's coming from, it shouldn't. And the it's it's sad because we really need it at this point in time. The way things are going right now, like we really need these cameras. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that they would make this um offerings to the public. Like I said, I that's think it's crazy. just too prevent us from seeing the fuckery that goes on. Right, that's crazy. With the cops. So that blows mm-hmm. mind. What you got? Nah, what blows you, mind? You had a situation last night. Yeah, it was what crazy. It was this morning, last, last, last night. Something like that. It was just crazy. Um, what blew mind last night was that um, like if anybody know like I don't like to drink and drive I don't even like to take my car out when I go out I'd rather ride with somebody Hollywood we yeah. go through that all the time where you're like come on just come and I be like no I'm not taking my car I'm not doing that so last night I go to this party it was called Illumination 2K16 and um you know, it was popping or whatever. It was nice. It was lit. But before I went in there, I had parked up, 
you know, I sat there because it wasn't really that many people when I first got there. They just started, you know, black people always late. And that's mm-hmm. when I started, after I parked up, I was drinking, you know, rolled my little weed or whatever. And uh, and I was just waiting, you know. So we went in there. We had fun. We came out. When we came out, I was so wasted. Like, it was no way I was going to drive my car like that. And I was with somebody who don't, who didn't know how to drive or whatever. So I was like, you know what we're going to do? we just going to sit right here and we going to just wake this shit out. So I had put some garbage bags on the, on the, on the car or whatever. Because if you know, like, Glow Fest and Go Fat, it's just paint all over the place. So I didn't want to mess up mm-hmm. the car. And the reason why I'm talking about that part is because we fell asleep in the car and the AC was so now we we're sweating like we're we're hot. <laughs> so I just so happened to wake up and I felt dizzy. So I turned on the AC and the car was running. Next thing yeah. you know, oh I ain't even mentioned about the time that I left the club. I left, I mean I left at the party. I left the party like one something, and they was getting ready to shut down at two. So when the cops was Banging on my window, it was like three thirty. So that's how long we were that's how long we were sleeping in the car, wow. right? So, so the officer was like, um, "Get out the car and all this crazy stuff." But I don't know what happened to my sneakers. Like I had some sneakers on, I couldn't find them. So I look in the back of the car. Some sneakers was in the back. I started putting on my sneakers mad slow, thinking about what exactly right. I'm going to say and what exactly I'm going to do. Because they're like, you're drunk. You got a phone on top. Driving. Right. You got a phone on top of your car. You're sleeping and the car is running. So I was like, all right, oh. I'm not driving. Right. So they was like, I was like, I'm hot. Like, I'm not driving. Like, I'd rather... Do, I'd rather sit back and fall asleep in the you, car. Hold that thought. Then, Even if you was drunk, would that be, is it wrong to sleep off your liquor in your own car? Right, like, right, exactly. And I was not driving. I have no intention on driving. So they wanted me to take a breathalyzer. So I'm like, what am I taking a breathalyzer right. for? I'm not driving. Oh, because the car's running and that's against the law in New York to have a car running and you sitting behind the wheel, I guess, under the influence. So I'm like, officer, I'm not going nowhere. Like, I'm just laying here in the car. Like, I was asleep. I was hot. Got these plastic bags behind me on my back. Like, he was like, nope, get out. And mind you, I'm trying my best to avoid any type of police contact or anything. Now, there's a van on the side of the car with, like, eight cops out there. I guess what stopped them was the lights were on and my friend's phone was white on the black wall, the dark gray car. So they must've been driving by like, look at this, <laughs> look at this shit. So anyway, so they like, all right, take the breathalyzer. So I'm blowing in that shit with my lips mad tight. Like, <laughs> but I, at first, no, no, no. At first I didn't want to take it. I was like, no, I'm right. not taking it. They was like, if you don't take it, you're going in. And I was like, no, I'm not taking it. Like, why am I taking this test? First of all, this thing is probably dirty. I said, second of all, 
I have no reason to take this if I'm not driving. I'm just sitting here. Right. He was like, but you have to take it. Let's go. You're going in. I was like, no. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So my friend was like, just take the damn test. (laughs) He was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Like, at this point, I'm like, yo, what the fuck I'm going to do? So that's when I started blowing in and that tight. So I'm like, I'm blowing in it, I'm blowing in it. So the cop was getting real agitated. There was a Puerto Rican young cop, there was a white cop, and there was a Indian cop. Those were the three main cops that were telling me to blow in the, blow in the um thing. Everybody else mm-hmm. was just standing around. So it was just crazy because I just kept doing it. So then they had took it off and they put a new one on, and they was like, "This is how you're supposed to do it." So it was blowing in it. He was like, you hear it? Do you hear me blowing in it? So I was like, yeah, I hear you. So then he was like, listen, this is the last one I'm going to waste on you. If you don't get this right, you're going in. So then I was blowing it. He was like, come on, she's playing games. Come on. (laughs) So then I blew it. So something just said, I just was like, oh, God, please. Let me just ask this. Like, oh, my goodness. So I wiped my mouth, and then I blew it, but I kind of blew it, like, you know, tight. And I could taste the liquor still on my, like, on my tongue. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go to jail. smell it. Word. So I was like, officer, I was like, I'm doing it. And he was like, no, you're not. Let's go. So I blew it one more time, and then he was like, look, what do you think? What do you think? like, <laughs> <laughs> Absolute dickheads. They had no reason to really be there. Which right, right. And they was like, like why you? Stuff. They was like, why you? Why you? Why you? Um, they asked me something, and I was like, cause I'm nervous. I've never been stopped by the police before. So then they was like, um, what do you think? Look, look, guys, she's fucking around. Look, look. <laughs> I guess they have it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't possible for them. They was like, "All right, all right, follow this pen. Follow the pen." So I was following the pen and shit. You know, it was a bad time because you know when you first wake up, especially if you drunk, you not even focused. Because at some point, I switched the gears on the car when I was putting my sneakers on. Wow. So I I don't know how, but I followed that pen like it was money. <laughs> <laughs> so they was like what time you left the party because the party been ended it's 3 30 what time you left i was like i left like one something they was like are you sure i was like yeah they was like you sure you left that i was like yes and i was like officer listen i'm not drunk i just got a headache he was like you're hammered you're, you're, you're hammered and i was like no i'm not i just got a headache he was like yeah that's because you're hammered so he was like, let me see your license. So I was like, look, still fishing for shit. Like, gave him my license. He was like, let me see the registration and everything. And I was like, this is not my car. My car's in the shop. I got a rent or whatever. So then I gave, he was like, let me see the paperwork. So I gave him the paperwork or whatever. Still fishing, looking for something. You know what I'm okay. saying? Something. And then, and you know what the craziest thing about it was? I was in the area where there was, no chance of somebody like really walking by because it was like you know garages and stuff like that because the the party was in the yard for some reason it was just people forming 
Like they was watching and waiting and ready to record something. Like it was so crazy. So he was like, you better not leave here. You got to stay here for an hour. If I see you gone, I'm going to pull you over if I find you and you're going in. And that's, the exact, like, that's even more reason that, to tell you that they was there for bullshit. Right. If it was so, if what you was doing was so wrong, you would have been in jail. They would have took you yes. in. Yes. So I, I was say, fucked you up. You got to stay here for like an hour. Yeah, like, I was twisted, but I was there was no way I was gonna drive that car. That's why I sat there because yeah. I don't like to. I don't even know why I drank so much. You know what I'm saying? It was just I was in yeah. the moment and everything was was lit, but it was no way that I was gonna drive that car like that. You know what I'm saying? So I technically did not drink and drive because I drank at the park, and when I came back, I still didn't move the car. I just laid there and sat back and fell asleep. So I technically sat. wasn't, yeah, I technically didn't do nothing wrong, but the law is to not have your car running while you're under the influence in New York or whatever, whatever. Fuck that. If they really do mine. If that's even a law. Because they be just saying shit to say right. it. He was like, come on, come on. <laughs> She's fucking playing around. They they blew mine. That really, really, right. really, that shit was crazy. What about you? Oh, man. You know what blew uh, my this week uh, is um, our former mayor, Rudy Giuliani. He, oh, yeah, um, I you know, wrote since, something about since that. Since this whole, um, since the shootings happened with Alton Sterling, and uh, Castile and all these guys since since these happened and this Black Lives Matter um, movement, you know, started to like beef up again. People started doing protests again and all that. So they had Rudy Giuliani on some show. I think it was Face the Nation, I think it was called. And okay. he was talking about Black Lives Matter and he called it like inherently racist. And he said that um, he said it's anti-American, and he said black children have a 99% chance of killing each other. He said if you want to deal with this on the black side, you've got to teach your children to be respectful to the police. And you've got to teach your children that the real danger to them is not the police. How the danger to them, 99, listen to the percentage. He said 99 out of a hundred times, it's other black kids who are going to kill them. That's how they're going to die. Bruh. That's crazy. So, one, so, so what blew mind about that is, for one, his numbers was completely off. Um, two, his own daughter is not the most clean-cut person. I'm thinking, like, how about you teach your daughter to not steal from bookstores? <laughs> Exactly. Like, teach her that. How is how is Black Lives Matter inherently racist? Like, what? So I wrote like a little like an open letter type thing, and I posted it on my social media, and it got shared a lot of times. Like, but I basically was saying like, 
um, black on black crime, yeah, it happens, but it's not so different than white on white crime. Don't make right. it seem like black people is the only people like killing each, each other. No, because white on white homicide is at eighty two was at eighty two percent, and this was in two thousand four. These numbers came out, so I don't know what it is today. It's probably even higher. So. Yeah, black on black crime happens, but white on white crime happens too. So don't try to make it seem like we just doing something that's like so out of the norm. Right. Um, And the whole teaching kids to respect, we need to teach our kids to respect the cops. White people disrespect cops so much more than black people. I don't right. know about where he's from, but where I'm from, we are kind of taught to, like, be respectful because we might not make it home afterwards. Because After we tre- we're treated so crazy as it is, right. don't give them a reason is what I was taught. Don't right. give them a reason. So I'm, yes, all right, all right, officer. White co- White people... We've seen the numerous videos. They'd be like, fuck you. Fuck you. What are you talking about? This is my right. Like, and trying to save Did you see the one where they tased the man like three times and he didn't fall, but they still ain't shoot him yet, huh? Nah. I did see the other one where the guy snuffed the cop and did a backflip like a ninja <laughs> <laughs> and ran away from them. I was like, yo. And all and all black people say is like, officer, I ain't do nothing. What? What? Get the back up. <laughs> Put your hands on your back. Niggas be trying to break their break their arm, pulling it all the way up mm-hmm. and back. Bruh. And as of May of this year, seventy one percent of police officers who've been shot and killed, it has been by white men. Wow. Giuliani. I hate when people try to, like, throw out facts and numbers and shit, and it's off. And people, a lot of people are going to or have already watched this thing and was not in their heads like, yup, yup. No, it's not yup. So he blew mine with that. That's um, crazy. Another thing that blows mine is a lot of people still don't seem to get um, Black Lives Matter still don't get like what why it's even a thing a lot of people are so quick to scream out all All lives lives matter matter. and it's like duh you don't get it that's a given that's a given duh all lives matter of course but we're talking about the black lives right now the lives that are being taken Every day by people who supposed to be enforcing laws and, like, serving and protecting us. I heard that a cop said that that's not their job. This cop, yeah, I forget where I read it at, but he said that's not their job to serve and protect. Yeah. yeah. Was it you that told it's me that? Not to, Yeah. The, I read it in the article and said they're not trained to serve and protect. I mean, they're not paid. Yeah. To serve and protect us, they're trained actually to enforce the law. 
That's some bullshit. <laughs> so isn't one of their models to serve and protect? I thought. I think it even says it on their patrol car. Exactly. So now they gotta strip that sticker and put to enforce the law. And kill and kill you if you're a minority. Or just put to kill blacks. Like it's so sad that <laughs> it's so sad that we can't even call the cops. Like it's it's sad. What yeah. are you here for? Like what is your purpose if we cannot call you if something goes wrong? Because we might become the victim of of your of you. Of yeah. calling the cops. First of all, we're seen, victims of whatever crime is taking place. And and now we're victims to the second power because we called you and you just victimized us even more. It's and crazy. It's sad. You're automatically looked at with a with a, a side eye. Right. And it's, it's sad. Right. Because I'm sure, I'm sure if I was a white woman last night, the cops would have been like, oh, all right. You know, just, all right, uh, just, turn, it, just turn the car just off. Just lay back and, yeah, running. just, yeah. Turn the car off and just lock the doors now. Lock the doors. Yeah, lock. Make sure you keep your doors locked. You know, locked I wouldn't have, just crack the windows. You crack know. the windows, turn the car off, and I'll check back in on you in about three hours, all right? Right, exactly. I'll check back on you in an hour. Not, you better not leave here in an hour for an hour. Like, what kind of shit is that? Like, that's crazy. And it's just, like, it's scary because, oh, so the other day, last weekend, my car gave me some issues, and I called for roadside assistance, and they told me to call the cops. They said it's against the law to come and tell me because I was on a parkway that I would have to get off the parkway by calling 911. So I made it my business to get off that parkway without calling the cops. Because I didn't want to call the cops. Next thing you know, they would have ran my license plate. Next thing you know, they would have ran. You know, trying to look Found for something. something. Find something. Fishing. And I had my daughter. So it was just like, first of all, I'm already upset that I got my daughter and I got her out here and the car's messed up. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with that alone because I never want to put my daughter through the things that we go through sometimes you know Yeah. and it was hot me and the sun thank god it was early in the morning it wasn't that hot you know yeah. and I refused to call the cops that's sad I when refused that, when that's the case. Mm-hmm. um Stacy I know you wanted to say something what up yeah just to uh, Miss Judy's point regarding like how it may have been different if she were white because I remember um, you know we put on shows every Tuesday at Karma and this guy was um, drunk in the front and like all these cops were just kind of staring at him he was a white guy Um, and after all kinds of talk or whatever they never put their hands on him and he was even kind of yelling at them saying all kinds of stuff they let him ride his bike home by himself what? Despite being drunk and belligerent. And I I even laughed. I was like, wow, y'all going to let him ride his bike home and he's drunk and acting crazy and yelling and cussing at y'all? I was like, there is no way you would have let, I didn't say this all this time, but I was like, there's no way you would have let a black man do that. No way. But, you know, but my cousin had a a run-in recently with Maryland's 
police, and he, you know, they kept him for like 47 minutes. He said he did absolutely nothing wrong, and he knew it. He was furious, but, you know, he was like speaking politely with the officer, and he did a joke. The officer was like, you seem in a hurry. You know, where are you heading? He's like, church, sir, for a midnight veterans rally for gun rights and Blue Lives Matter. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're very, oh my God. You're very fun. He's like, oh, you're you very be a smart funny, ass, sir. huh? Get out the car. No. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, you're very funny, sir. You know, he's like, I try, but anyway, but no, but they kept him for forty-seven minutes wow. for nothing. So, you know, it is what it is. And the main, the main cop who was like, come on, you know, and was like, you know, look, look, what do you think? Was the white one? There was, there was. You know, the 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 Indian one, he was like, come on, this is how you do it. You know, just do it, uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The Spanish one wasn't saying nothing because I was like, yeah, you saw me blow, right? And he was like, I, you know, I don't. You saw me blow, Nick. You know, they me. know. They they be, they get it. They just got to be But no, there was, it was so obvious that I was fucked up. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. come on, I, you just <laughs> woke me up. I'm staggering. But I'm not. I thought they was going to make me walk the line. I was like, that I cannot do. <laughs> and my head, I'm like, please God, don't let them make me walk the line. So I was trying to come up with anything to say, anything. And then the cop was like, "Oh, you got a Class E license?" So he was like, "You a cab driver?" And I was like, "Yeah." That was... <laughs> I don't know why I said yeah, but I had changed my license a few years ago because I was going to do that, but. Yeah, it was just like, it was just scary. Like, I was so scared because I didn't know my life would have been over, like, for real. Yeah, they be doing the most. Huh? And, and, and with the fact that I didn't even drive, that, that would have really right. blew my mind because I didn't have no intention on driving. That's my thing. I really want to uh, research this if, if, it's, if that's really against the law. The whole having right. your car on running while you're in there, like I don't know. I need to. I need to know. But um, also, even if you was, even if that breathalyzer thing was to come out, um, positive alcohol over the limit or whatever, are you really being arrested for sitting in your car not driving? Right. Are you not allowed to sleep it off? Like I messed up. I drunk too much, but I'm smart enough to know not to drink and drive, so I'm just going to sit in my car. Sit right, I, exactly. I'm going to turn the AC on, and I'm going to sleep this off until the morning when it's safe to drive. That's right. wrong. Because what now. else am I supposed to do? Right. Should I sleep like you wouldn't curb, leave a dog so. in the You wouldn't leave a dog in the car with the windows up and the AC right. off. So why can I sit in the car with the AC on? I don't I'm get it. Bogus. I'm convinced that right. she's bogus. Right. That's that's crazy. But you know what? I could have beat it. I could have went to court and, and beat it because I'm like, you know, and I could have stated the facts and tell them exactly what happened and exactly why I was sitting in there, you know. But yeah. it's just the whole process of having to go through all of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why do I and have to go times, through this if I wasn't doing anything? A lot of times I feel like they know these they know that you can end up going in to beat it, but honestly, a lot of people probably won't, for one. They probably won't go that 
far. They probably just like, whatever, whatever. I'll just pay this shit or whatever. I'll just do this, do that. Um, and then the people that do go through it to fight it, they still end up digging in your pockets one way or another. Right. You got to pay some kind of court fee or something. Fees and whatever. In some way. Right. And you know what's so crazy is they really wanted something. They could have looked through my car. I had a cup of Hennessy right there, open container in the cup holder. Because uh, remember, I said I was, I parked up. And yeah. I was, that's when I started drinking, waiting. I was like, you know, a block away from the party. Yeah. And if they really wanted something, they could have really looked, you know. And I had stuff for in the car. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. Or, um, anyway. So, yeah, that, that the last thing, just to complete my thought on why people saying All Lives Matter is blowing my, um, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Um, like right. Stacey mentioned, um, this professor said, um, Black Lives Matter is about focus, not exclusion. And that is the best way you could put it. It's not saying that y'all don't matter. It's focusing on what's going on here. When y'all start right. getting pulled out your cars and arrested and shot and killed the way in the numbers that we see our people, then we can talk. Until then, shut the <laughs> oh shit! Like that shit is—it's just crazy. It, it blows my mind. But um, yeah, we're gonna get ready to get up out. But no one's supposed to call in. But I don't know. Maybe he's um too busy walking. Too busy walking. <laughs> I guess it's too busy walking. And the um, heat so yeah. though. We're gonna get ready to get up out of here. Um. I'm looking at oh Facebook.com slash Hollywood and Friends. Once again, thank you to the thirty thousand plus people who like the page. Yeah, and shout out to them. Hollywood and Friends Radio at gmail.com. Miss Judy, let them know where they can find you. Come on, why you can't just say it for me? <laughs> Judy Five. J U U D Y P I E. Now, Judy Pond Snapchat, J W D Y P I E. Judy Pierre on Facebook, Miss Judy on IG. Here on Sunday at 12 o'clock or maybe 12 30, depending on what kind of night I had. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's um, it. At I am Hollywood everywhere, and I at I am Hollywood NY on Snapchat. Just know Hollywood is not spelled like the city; it's with an I E instead of a Y. And at Hampton Blue, Hampton B L U. Uh, Vanilla Music. Even though he's not here right now, follow him too. Vanilla Music everywhere. <laughs> We'll be back next week. Miss Judy's birthday is next week. My birthday is, is the week after that. Leo My birthday is next is week. about to be here starting this weekend. Back. About to go. My birthday is next week? Yeah. What's, the, what's today? What's today's date? Today's the 17th. My birthday is not next week. Your birthday is next week. It's, next two, week it's in a week and two days. 
Bruh. That shit is next week. <laughs> if we could say Are next you week, rushing next it? Week, right? We could say next week. But yeah, so, um... That's it. I won't be here. You won't be here yeah. on next week? I won't be in New it's York. Not your, it's not your birthday. You leaving? You leaving before Sunday? I'll be coming back on the Sunday. Wait, before your birthday? Listen, we talk about that. <laughs> Hollywood and friends. We also have <laughs> listening. That's the great Scott. And uh, be sure to check out celebrity.com. And we out. Deuces. We out. Niggas are scared of revolution. But niggas shouldn't be scared of revolution. Because revolution is nothing but change. And all niggas do is change. Niggas come in for murder and change into pimping clothes. The industry to make some quick change. Niggas change their hair from black to red to blonde. And old black hair and looks will change. Niggas kill other niggas just because one didn't receive the correct change. Niggas change from men to women, from women to men. Niggas change, change, change. You hear niggas say, things are changing, things are changing. Things. Black nigga things that go through all kinds of changes. The change in the day that makes you rat and rave. Black power, black power, and the change that comes over them at night as they shy and moan. I die. Ooh, I die. Niggas always going through bullshit change. But when it comes for real change, niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are actors. Niggas are actors. Niggas act like they're in a hurry. They catch the first act of the great white host. Niggas start to act like Malcolm. And when a white man doesn't react to them like he did Malcolm, niggas want to act violently. Niggas act so cool and slick, causing white people to say, what makes you niggas act like that? Niggas act like you ain't never seen nobody act before. But when it comes to acting out revolution, niggas say, I can't do them action. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are very untogether people. Niggas talk about getting high and riding around in hell. Niggas to get high and ride to hell. Niggas talk about pimping, pimping that, pimping what? Pimping yours, pimping mine. Just to be pimping is a hell of a line. Niggas are very untogether people. Niggas talk about your mind, talk about my mind stronger than yours. I got that bitch's mind uptight. Niggas don't know a damn thing about the mind, but they be right. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas fuck. Niggas fuck, fuck, fuck. Niggas love the word fuck. They think they're so fucking cute. They fuck you around. The first thing they say when they're mad is fuck it. You play a little too much with them. They say fuck you. When it's time to TTB, niggas are somewhere fucking. Try to be nice to them. They fuck over you. Niggas don't realize all they're doing all this fucking. They're getting fucked around. But when they do realize, it's too late. So niggas just get fucked up. Niggas talk about fucking, fucking that, fucking this, fucking yours, fucking monsters, not knowing what they're fucking for, ain't fucking for love and appreciation, just fucking to be fucking, niggas fuck white side, black side, yellow side, brown side, niggas fuck ankles when they went out of side, niggas fuck Charlie, Linda, and Sue, and if you don't mind out, niggas will fuck you, niggas will fuck fuck if it could be fucked, but when it comes to fucking for revolutionary causes, niggas say fuck revolution. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are scared of revolution.
niggas are players are players. Niggas play football, baseball, and basketball while the white man is cutting off their balls. When a niggas play ain't tight enough to play with some black guys, niggas play with white guys to see if they still have some play left. And when ain't no white guys to play with, niggas play with themselves. Niggas tell you they're ready to be liberated, but when you say, let's go take our liberation, niggas reply, I was just playing. Niggas are playing with revolution and losing. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas do a lot of shooting. Niggas do a lot of shooting. Niggas shoot off at the mouth. Niggas shoot blue. Niggas shoot traps. Niggas cut around the corners and shoot down the streets. Niggas shoot sharp branches at white women. Niggas shoot dope into the arm. Niggas shoot guns and rifles on New Year's Eve. A new year that is coming in. But white police would do more shooting at them. Where are niggas when the revolution needs some shots? Yeah, you know, niggas are somewhere shooting this shit. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are lovers. Niggas are lovers. Are lovers. Niggas love to see Clark Gable make love to Marilyn Monroe. Niggas love to see Todd and fuck over Nato. Niggas love to hear Long Ranger yell, high on silver. Niggas love commercials. Niggas love commercials. Oh, how niggas love commercials. You can take niggas out of the country, but... You can't take the country out of niggas. Niggas are lovers, are lovers, are lovers. Niggas love to hear Malcolm rap, but they didn't love Malcolm. Niggas love everything but themselves. But I'm a lover too. Yep, I'm a lover too. I love niggas, I love niggas, I love niggas. Because niggas are me, and I should only love that which is me. I love to see niggas go through changes, love to see niggas act, love to see niggas make them plays and shoot this shit, but there's one thing about niggas I do not love, niggas are scared of revolution.